Uh, hello everyone, I'm Colin from uh, Colin's Punk Rock World and CPRW Records and welcome to episode 13 of the CPRW podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by three very special guests. We've got Beth who sings and plays bass for Glasgow Pop Punk's 10am and has a new solo project called Flinch. And we've got Callum who sings and plays guitar in uh, Bristol's Toodles and the Hectic Pity. He released a great album on um, Special Subject last year or EP, album EP, six songs. Hmm. Is it six songs? I can't remember now. Uh, it's five songs. Five songs. Well, that's an EP then. Confirmed. Right, and we've got Jack who <laughs> sings in London, Kent, Scarpunks, Just Say Nay, who Hello. also released one of my like, favourite Scarpunk albums of the last couple of years, couple of years ago. Oh, thanks. So, kind. Uh, thanks for everyone turning up today. Um, today we're going to play fantasy festivals, um, but first, how how is everyone? Not too hey. bad. Yeah, I've been enjoying um, listening to uh, Beth and Callum to your musics today. I've been, I've been, as I've been doing my errands, I've been listening to both of your stuff, and uh, I've enjoyed it very much. I wish I'd uh, the line Callum in your song in Ducks, mm. Frozen Lake and Homeless Duck. That's one of those lines I was listening to. Go, damn! I wish I'd written that line. That's a killer. <laughs> that was that's a good one. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I, I saw you guys play, and uh, and heard. It. And I was like, ah, I think I said to Charlotte next to me, like, that's a line that is, that's killer. Or shut them. That's what you want, isn't it? Mm. Make other people envious. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you. So, so the next Just Say Nay album, should we expect some lyrics about that? <laughs> um, I'm going to leave, no, I'm going no, to respectfully <laughs> leave the duck, the duck market to... Uh, I always mean to ask this on these podcasts, but always forget. So I've written it down today because I'm, I'm getting better. Um, like, what have you all been listening to lately? Go ahead. Been listening to a band called Bonnie Dune, which is like this kind of like country band that was based around one of the people in the state lottery. Uh, I've only just discovered them recently as well, but they're really good. Nice. Yeah. I've been doing a, a new discovery as well. I recently found the singer Sydney Gish. Like Spotify just suggested her to me and I've had the album on repeat like pretty much consistently for the last three days. It's really good. Nice. Um, RX Bandits still. <laughs> just over and over. RX Bandits. Uh. Yeah. I can never get enough RX Bandit. I've been listening to them quite a lot lately. Because uh, uh, next week, uh, me and me and Paul and Lara and Michael are um, doing a. Uh, did do you ever any of you listen to the like, podcast we did where we did like the best first songs? Oh yes. So next week we're recording a best last songs one. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to a lot of like last songs, which means a lot of songs I've been listening to lately have just been really long because everyone. Seems to leave the last longer song for the last. <laughs> so it's been good though. It's been good. All right. So yeah, like I said, we're, today we're playing fantasy festivals. Um, if you have written the rules down, um, if you don't know what the rules are, they are as follows. Let me find them. It's the wrong app. Oh, I'm doing well. Why uh, all apps the same color? There we go. Right. So the fantasy festivals. Should the the festival needs a name and a venue. It should be in sort of a smallish 350 cap DIY venue. The event uh, festival must consist of eight bands plus an after party band. 
and it follows these next rules, which are the headliner must be like far too big for the venue. So I thought I did one where I picked the Descendants to play at New Cross Inn, which would just be ridiculous. And then you've got like, maximum for one band from North America, at least one band that features someone who doesn't identify as a man, at least one band that features a person of color or people of color, and they're band that's formed in the last two or three years so this was yeah, this was originally just three years but obviously last year doesn't count anymore we'll go for three years and then a band that's uh, reuniting a band from mainland europe because that breaks it and an acoustic act and the after party band should be a cover set and it should be one that's not been done before so you couldn't have um uh, the burnt tapes being the Menzingers, for example. So, yeah, they they be the rules. Like, we've got all these rules in place just to encourage diversity because, like, punk is supposed to be an inclusive thing and it is getting better, but there's, there's still a lot of work to be done on that. So, like, I like the idea of just seeing going to a gig or an all day away. It's not just majority uh, straight white man. So, it'd be amazing to see like more diverse lineups with. Um, people who are like from uh, different genders, sexualities, and ethnicities, and also all different types of music as well, rather than just going to a gig and it all just being gruff punk or like pop or ska, just have a mix of everything. That's the, I think that's the way you can like make the scene grow and get better in the future. So yeah, that's why we sort of got the rules in. Um, actually, I think Jack, the last time I saw you, was for the MPF thing at Signature Brew. Yeah. Which that was a really good, like diverse, like sounding lineup. And I, like one of my, I mean, we didn't go to that many gigs last year, but um, that was probably one of my favorite of the year just because of the difference. That, as you obviously had just say nay, Scar Punk, KEMS, more of a folk punk act, drones, just sort of straight punk rock, uh, Chloe Glover acoustic, and what was the other one? Follow Your Dreams. It was Follow Your Dreams, yeah. yeah hardcore band. So I really like, you need more gigs like that, I think. Mm. Yeah, that, that show was aimed because we'd done the. Um, um, it was it was around or on around International Women's Day. So we'd had um, we'd been invited by 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 Tree and the MPF guys for uh, the women in Just Say Nay to go and brew this beer. So at the the show afterwards, every band had uh, women in the band as a focal point and um yeah they had a great time yeah, it, it, really it did like a lot of fun like, yeah i mean I, as someone who doesn't drink i was just like oh that looks like a really fun thing to day out and to do just to go and see how the beer's made and stuff yeah so i think that's the second time they've done that as well so it's good that they continue to yeah yeah do that. It, was, it was great and, and now i now i feel like an like an absolute advert so i'm drinking a signature brew beer a signature brew beer as 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 I'm sat as, as I'm sat here, Is that an MPF hoodie as well. Well, oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, the the it was the the year that never happened. Uh, that's sad. Next year, no, next, yeah, next year, yeah. I've lost track of whatever year we're in now. It's ridiculous, but oh, who cares? Yeah, right. Um, so let's let's start playing the game. I guess. Um, who wants to go first? You pick, Colin. Oh, okay. Um, we'll go alphabetical, so uh, Beth. The story of my life. <laughs> every, time, 
do it by what? first name I'm first, do it by last name I'm first. <laughs> I, I just love the alphabet, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are we doing um, headliner first or are we doing first? No, no, start with your opener and then you, when we get to like your penultimate one, then we'll try and guess who you've got oh, as the headliner. Okay. Of course. I will um, write this down, so I will make a playlist. Nice. Um, so I've um, I've gone a bit vain, and um, I've called my fest Beth Fest. Nice. <laughs> and not only that, I've booked one of my own bands to be the openers, be just because. Well, why have I done that? Because I wanted to mostly, but also because <laughs> we lost so much of last year, um, and you wanted a band that had only been around for two or three years. So my band, Grave Matthews. Um, Another band. I, oh god I've got too many bands but Grave Matthews released an EP and then our drummer broke his neck and then the whole world went into a global pandemic so we didn't get a very good start <laughs> so I've decided we're going to open this festival. Are they okay? Yeah they're great it's been a year since he broke his neck almost exactly a year and he's back playing drums and walking about so excellent all things considered it's pretty good. What what the Grave Matthews sound like? Because I'll assume that most people won't have heard of them. Most people won't have because <laughs> we were born into a world where there was no gigs. So um, we sound like an emo band. Okay. Is two guitars, a bass. I play keys, which is a bit different, um, and drums, obviously. And uh, yeah, kind of emo-y, tiger's jaw, kind of sad, sad music. Nice. Everyone loves sad music. Of course. So yeah, that's my, my opening, the opening act for Beth Fest. All right, who's, who's next? And I definitely need to get you, we go through the whole um, lineup. Oh, the whole one, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. For somebody else to have a shot. Okay, after that, um, I would like Snail Mail to play, who are sort of um, 90s kind of, they're not from the 90s. I mean, she's younger than me, the girl from Snail Mail, but um, kind of 90s inspired indie rock from Maryland. Um, this was a kind of rogue choice because I needed somebody to fill the bill and I've been listening to a lot of Snail Mail recently. I'm really into it. Um, and then I want my um, reunion band to play next. That'd be Nye Harvest, another emo band um, from Sheffield. And they're... Uh, yeah, they're, they're like the first band that came to mind when I was thinking like, what band would I want to do a reunion? And uh, I don't know why I decided to choose like a small band from the UK and not like, I could have asked for the Spice Girls or something to come back and reunite. But do you know, Night Harvest was what I wanted. So that's what I've chosen. Um, I've, I've heard of the Blows, but I've ever listened to them before. I probably should. Yeah, you should. I really like them. They, were, they weren't around for very long. Yeah. Um, but they were sort of like, early 2000 or like 2010-ish was when I found them and it was like just as I started going to gigs and like properly finding the music that I really liked so whenever I think of like what a good nostalgic reunion I always want my harvest on the go so that was awesome. them um and then next I'd have first aid kit um I really really struggled to find a band from mainland Europe I just could not do it Apart from first aid kit, so <laughs> they're on the bill now, <laughs> and I'm going to go away and do my homework and learn some more. Are there some fantastic bands over there? I'm sure. Although I did, um, once I decided on first aid kit, I did realise that one of my other bands, Slow Light, 
played a weekender with Switchbones, who are from, where are they from? The Netherlands, I think. So I maybe okay. chose them, but that's the only, only other band I could think of from mainland Europe. Um, but yeah. Where, where are First Aid Kit from? Sweden, I think. Okay. Because I was going to choose Sigur Ross from Iceland, but then I'm not even sure if Iceland counts as mainland Europe, because it's not mainland. No. <laughs> who knows who knows i've not thought that sort of hardly hard on the rules but i didn't want to get disqualified uh, <laughs> for breaking the rules <laughs> so played it safe gone for sweden um after first aid kit i would like crywank to play which sort of anti-folk band from manchester um they would fill the acoustic quota of the rules um and also are just great so they'd be next um and then after that, uh, I want Illuminati Hotties to play, who are a band from uh, LA, I think. And they're kind of, they released a ba- an album in 2020, and I think it's called something like The Album You Didn't Want or something like that. And it's just a proper punk record. Mm. All their other stuff is like kind of poppy. Um, and then they've just landed this punk record, and I love it. It's so good. Um, and they're um, the sort of, band of a female singer-songwriter so that fills the female fronted or the female quota although there's actually lots of females here but that was the reason for picking them um and then the second last band on the bill would be mint green who are a kind oh, of nice. punk, punk band from boston i think um, i think so yeah they were on a, one of our cprw records comps last year yeah they're great i really like them a lot and now we have to try and guess your headliner. Well, I'm stumped. <laughs> Any idea? Well, I'll give you a clue for the reason that I chose this headliner was because I desperately need gigs to come back and I want to stand in a sweaty room and scream lyrics to a song or scream lyrics to songs that me and all my pals know really well. I said they're a Scottish band. Oh, they're not Scottish. Oh, they're not Scottish. Mm. They're huge. They're huge. There yeah. are there are huge Scottish fans. That's true. <laughs> Just the well, there's at least two. There's four people in Goodbye Blue Monday. <laughs> That's true. Um, a huge band, UK based. Huge singer, not UK based. Oh. Oh, this would be this is the north the the, the one from North America. Oh, okay. I haven't had the North American yet. Where are Illuminati Hotties from? LA. Is that North America? Yes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, American band, huge. They're a good sing-along band. Uh, Is it an emo band or a punk band? Mm, Pop. really, Really a singer rather than a band. Female, because it's Beth Fest, you have to have a female as a headliner. Hayley Williams? No, but close. Avril Lavigne? Yes! There we go. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I hear she has a new album out soon. Is she? Oh, that's great news. I've heard. I think we were talking. I was talking to her about her with my friend the other day, and they, she was sort of saying like how important she, like Avril Lavigne, was in her discovering like pop punk and then punk music. 
Yeah, me too. Which is really cool. I mean, when you, I mean, she Avril Lavigne gets a lot of hate from punk, but she's opened a lot of doors. Yeah. It's incredible. So, yeah, she's sort of the gateway drug to to punk. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, have you got your cover band now, then? Oh yes, my cover band um, is a made-up band that doesn't exist, but they're called Jenny Eat World, and they're a <laughs> Jimmy Eat World cover band, but all women instead of all men. <laughs> nice. Have you got members in mind to do the roles or? No, I hadn't actually thought that far. Um, ah, can you do it off the top of your head or is that just too much pressure? Uh, God, who would I want it to be? Maybe I would just pick some of the women from the lineup. So yeah. let's have Ronica from Mint Green and me and Lindsay from Snail Mail and whatever the name of the lead singer of Illuminati Hotties is. I can't remember her name. Excellent. I'm sure we'll be sufficiently drunk by the end of the day to do a good old cover set at the end of a festival. Yeah, I think a cover set is a mostly a drunken affair anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, where's, where's Beth Fest taking place as well? Um, I think in Audio, which is a venue in Glasgow, Glasgow has, so the reason I chose audio is because I'm really into um, disability, accessibility uh, things in music and uh, there are no accessible venues anywhere, but audio is accessible, Um, but it's not quite a 350 cap, it's probably only maybe 150 most. Oh, that's fine, that's that's even, Avril Lavigne in a 150 cap venue, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I can see that selling out far too quickly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I, I think I'd come along to that I love I love coming out to Scotland as well so that's another reason yeah let's make it happen mm. I'll get one to have a love you now yeah I'm sure she can <laughs> that's affordable <laughs> <laughs> well imagine how much that would cost to get Avril Lavigne to do in 150 venue I would um, die I would just like me from 15 years ago would be so overwhelmed at the thought of Avril Lavigne playing in a tiny venue. would just die. For you also. I miss small venues. I miss all venues, but I miss small venues. Uh, excellent. So Beth Fest, that sounds like a great time. There's some new bands for me to check out there as well, which is cool. That's why I was quite excited about doing this podcast with you three, because I don't know any of your musical tastes that well to... <laughs> Like we did it when we did it with like a poll from Beach Arts. Like I could guess every single band because <laughs> I talked to him about music near enough every day. So, <laughs> right, awesome. Right, uh, Callum, you're you're next. What have you got? Oh, actually, okay. before you start, Callum, because we're, we're on. Oh, go we're on. on. Sorry, we're on uh, proper Zoom today, where we don't have to z- uh, stop every now and then. But uh, we'll squeeze some adverts in. Uh, uh, Jack, what are JSN up to? hibernating and <laughs> like the rest of the world but we're we're writing new music um most importantly um kind of from our from our homes and sending bits back and forth to each other and and and, and things like that but uh we've got we've got a few from when we could rehearse there's 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 a fair few uh in the tank anyway um and ready enough for when there's gigs again people will be able to hear those tunes um awesome and some new merch coming soon enough. We've 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 sent a, a brief off to an artist for some for some new merchandise. So we're doing the general band admin bits that bands do in order to 
continue to be a band like, as best we can. <laughs> Feel like you're doing something. Yeah, arguing over Facebook Messenger with each other. And, that uh, must be chaos with you guys, because there's about 100 people in just saying, eh? Yeah, it's simple. People, this comes up a lot. I've done a few like podcast bits of bobs and the, the amount of members always comes up and I can't tell you how many people are in just saying, eh? Too many. Everyone. But um, yeah. <laughs> Even my t-shirts and things like that gives me an anxiety. Uh, attack. <laughs> oh God, someone is going to be an idea. Someone's going to hate it. And then, you know, and then it's going to go back and forth. And six months later, no t-shirts. <laughs> uh, that would be a disaster. That goes right. So anyway, like Callum, back back to you. Callum, tell us about your fantasy festival. Okay, um, it is called Pity Party, nice. and it is going to be at Club I Fall Back in uh, Cardiff. Okay, some people call Welsh Club. Um, it's a really good venue. Um, I was going to just do it at the exchange, but I thought, I thought like, you were oh, going to well, do it at the exchange. Yeah, well, I just figured like actually, if I'm gonna, if this is like an actual festival, I'm going to go to. I want to go to a venue I haven't been to in ages, you know? Yeah. So I figured, like, that's like a little trip. Go to Wales, because I haven't gone to Wales, you know, for the best part of the year. Um, and I uh, just thought that would be a good idea. And, uh, yeah, it's just a nice venue. Nice. I don't think I've ever been to a gig in Wales. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is with, with Cardiff is, it's like, there, there were plenty of really decent venues, and quite a few of them are closed down. But... I think the uh, Welsh Club does kind of need the support and attention at the moment and also that street that it's on, uh, Weatherspoons keeps attempting to open a hotel on it. So I think that that street of venues is like quite under threat constantly. Okay. So it's like looking a bit grim in Cardiff for gigs, but hopefully. Is there a way we can support them then before? I don't know, actually. I feel like happens. the reason I thought of Welsh Club was because they had put something online saying that there was some way that you um, so I'm sure if you look into it, they can find a way of supporting them. Awesome, most happy. most music venues are doing crowdfunders at the moment via Music Venue Trust, I think. So yeah. But yeah, actually, one of my favourite venues in Cardiff, Goody Who, closed um, a year or two ago just because like the landlord decided to sell the building, which is a bit rubbish. Oh, that's horrible. Like without yeah. venues, none of this happens. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So gotta hold on to them. But yeah, anyway, so that's where it's going to be. Yeah, and my opening act is going to be Triple Sunday. Oh, nice. Yeah, so for the people who don't know, they're a London-based, um, yeah, pop punk bands, I guess. Is that how you describe them? Yeah, I guess so. Melodic. Yeah. And we did um, we did that uh, weekend uh, for Do It Together Fest this time last year, or just before this time last year. You did. I guess that. Yeah, it would have been end of January. Uh, yeah, and they're a great band. And I just think I was going to put, I was just like jostling around the lineup. And I thought Triple Sunday are a good opening band because they get hyped, you know, and they're really like good performers, I think. Yeah. I was, well, that obviously I was at Do It Together first. Um, and I, I remember like, because I was like Sarah Williams, who's also like a massive Triple Sunday fan. She was uh, mm. looking after the Tom Bella. I said, like, you go watch Triple Sunday. I'm going to see them a hundred times this year. I, I'm always a new cross. And then mm. obviously, the world broke and I didn't get to see them. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want my, self, my selflessness as um, backfired. Yeah. But that was like, I genuinely was just like super stoked to see them all three nights of that weekend because I just think they're great. Yeah, fantastic, man. They should be like a household name in like the punk in this country, I think. Like Hassan's songwriting yeah. is amazing. 
Yeah, and I felt a little bit bad doing them as the opener actually, because like, even though it's like a festival that doesn't exist, I was like, oh, it's a bit mean given that they're my friends. But like, I just think that like you don't you don't put the wor- you don't put like the worst or smallest band at the beginning. You put like a decent like crowd draw. Yeah, someone is going to bring people band in. Yeah. that gets people going. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my reasoning there. Um, the second band on the lineup is going to be Hamburger, which kind of fulfills the new band uh, description because they've only been around for about a year. Uh, they put out their EP on special subjects at, in December or November of last year, but I think it only just kind of the physical record has only really just arrived. Um, and I think they only they only formed and started. They've only played two or three gigs before the pandemic started, so they're very very new and very good. Well, they like us. Like, like, I guess, like, quite Elliot Smith esque. There's definitely some Elliot Smith inspiration in there and some, like, garden center vibes. Quite hard to describe, I think. They're like, I think they're a six piece. They've got three vocalists, and it's, yeah, and it's like quite, like, twee twee pop singing style. Okay. Uh, yeah, very like chilled out uh, music, but I think really, really good. Nice. Yeah, definitely worth a listen. Yeah, and I think that, you know, they had like less than 100 likes on Facebook when before their record came out, uh, but they were definitely, it was definitely like everyone who was putting them on lineups and were trying to get them gigs and putting out the record was just like, it's fantastic. It's really big, even though no one's heard of them. Um, so the third band is going to be Rebecca Reinhardt who's I think is from Sweden but it looks like she's kind of I've just been reading her bio kind of from all over so she's lived in Germany lived in France lived in the UK and she her band uh, toured with Dog Eyed a year or two ago and they kind of remind me quite well I really really enjoyed seeing them I saw them um, in Bristol at um, Crofters Rights which used to be the Crofter um, and they have like a very like Rat Boys vibe so yeah excellent band and she's a really really great uh, songwriter as well but I really struggled to find bands from mainland Europe to be totally honest and I only just thought of her uh, this morning whilst I was kind of like going through releases that I've been listening to the last couple of years Oh, we need to get you guys some uh, some homework just to go and look at Europe. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like, I felt like we were supposed to be touring Europe over the, the summer last year. And I felt like that would have been good. Like, oh, let's go and meet some people and see some bands and stuff. And that would have done the, the done the trick for me. But like, obviously that didn't happen. I think there's a, like, there's a thing like, like in the UK, like we'll listen to like all the English music and we'll, look, we'll, we'll go west and look at America. We don't necessarily go the other way mm. unless we go all the way to like Australia. Yeah, I definitely found like within you know the confines of putting this festival together, I struggled with not choosing loads and loads of American bands because like, I feel like that's all they listen to. And also like then the only other thing I could really think of was a lot of Australian bands, which is fine to choose. Yeah. I mean it would mean it mean they have to pay them quite a lot if they want to fly over here to Wales and play. But um but yeah, I definitely need to be doing more homework for European bands. But yeah, she is definitely worth listening. Um, 
And so the band after that I chose is Cosmet, which is a supergroup which includes Max from Toodles um, on drums and Jeremy from Osteros as the singer. It's got Kay from Special Subject on bass and Steve from Osteros on guitar. And who else? Oh, and Erica Fries as a guitar player as well. And they're fantastic. I think they're really great. They're like garage punk mixed with kind of northern soul um, singing style. And we put out a seven inch a year or so ago. Um, and supported us at our launch party for our record in March last year, which is the last game we ever played. So they're just really, really fun, and they're just like churning out bangers constantly. Like I think they've got another seven inch or another EP on the go, just kind of waiting to see when that's going to come out. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah, they're they're just a good band. And again, like I don't think that they have. Well, it's hard to get the attention, much attention when you've only got three songs on Spotify, but it's like, they are three killer songs, you know? Yeah. I think, obviously, because they released that just as the world broke as well, like, people's attention was obviously elsewhere. Yeah. Although, a... I think they sold through their, their seven-inch within, like, two, three months, something like that. So, oh, it's 300 wow. copies. That's yeah, good effort. Yeah, it's good effort. Um, so, yeah, they are great. Um and almost like so good, it makes me worried because Max is obviously playing drums in their band. So for like a while, I was like, oh, he's going to have divided loyalties. But it doesn't really, you can't have divided loyalties when you're not doing shows. So that's all right. Well, if, and when you are doing shows, then uh, I guess if Cosmic are playing a show, like, oh, we may as well play as well because Max is already here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that... getting Max into a venue on the, at the right time on the right day is like hard enough. So we may as well put the effort to get two bands out of the, out of the situation. Excellent work. Yeah. He actually, um, I had to ring his mum last week because uh, he just like was not responding to his messages at all. And we had band practice and I was like, oh man, I just know, I just know he's asleep. So I gave her a ring because, which I often have to do. And yeah, he was asleep four o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, uh, I miss being asleep in the afternoon. Those were the days. Yeah, I know. It's hard to stay angry at him because I was just like, oh, I probably needed it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next band is, well, this is acoustic act, uh, Angie McMahon. She's Australian. And yeah, really great um, Australian singer-songwriter. I don't know if she actually has a band or not. I think the only stuff that I've listened to uh, has been acoustic. I'm just having a look now. But um, yeah, again, I was kind of struggling to choose an acoustic band, but I thought that choosing her from Australia would be a good... Uh, well, doing acoustic at that point in the lineup is like a good breath of fresh air and also having someone from so far away is just like, you know, if I can choose all of the bands that I'm going to have at this festival, I may as well like be like, oh, I'm not constrained by budget. Yeah, it's fantasy, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's definitely worth checking out. And then the next band was going to be Dog Eyed, which are a Bristol-based um, project from Harriet Elder and Tim from Wernows and Minty from Caves. And they that's are like, really great. That's like another super group. They yeah, basically are a super group. Yeah. I don't think Harriet had been in any bands before that that I'm aware of. But yeah, she's the sort of songwriting force behind Dog Eyed and they are really, really great. 
Um, and I've also listened to some stuff that they're releasing soon. Uh, and it sounds absolutely amazing. Awesome. Are, they, are they a specialist subject band as well? They are, yeah. Of course. Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was like that. She basically ran the cafe at the exchange for a while and then got into gigging in Bristol through that and then was basically, basically just got exposed to Andrew and Kay by that. And again, I think was very not well known before they picked up that record. And I think that, uh, their record is amazing. Uh, very like heart like heart on your sleeve emotional songwriting I think and so I thought that was just like went with the vibe of Pity Party as a festival nice yeah that sounds like good fun um yeah okay so the the one below the headliner is going to be a spook score reunion oh fantastic um so they're yeah Scottish band absolutely amazing uh, and I feel like I only actually saw them once before they broke up as well, and that was at the like the breakup tour, like you know the goodbye tour. Um, and I just thought that they were incredible, and I'd been listening to them for years and years as well. Like I think they were actually one of the first final records that I bought, um, you know, five or six years ago. And yeah, I would just I think that they would. I feel like they would come back together for like one one off set as well. I don't think that that's like they're completely estranged from each other. I think it's just like, oh, you know, kind of called it a day. So, yeah. uh, you know, like, if we can offer them big bucks, I reckon that's a, that's a good one. We can. Money's money's not an issue with these festivals. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We're getting um, Avril Lavigne and in 150 capacity thing. We can get the Spook School. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also they're just a really good fun band to watch. I think I've only ever saw, I only saw them once. I at a, a Book Your Own Fest. In, I forget mm. when now, but um, but I'd never really listened to them before, and I sort of walked into the room as they were playing, and just yeah, the crowd were just going nuts. Yeah, it was like I didn't think they were, they were that big, but at the goodbye tour, they were at the exchange, which is what two hundred fifty cap, and that was sold out, I think, um, which I was quite surprised by. But I guess you know when people are breaking up, you just like make the effort to go out and see them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I've got to try and guess your headliner. Yeah, I think this is like, so I haven't done a North American band yet, so this band is from North America. Hmm. Um, and I feel like people who know me reasonably well know my music taste. I just like already got this. But... I was talking to Emma about this earlier. Like, do you think Callum will pick as his headliner? Hmm. And... Uh, I, I, I'm guessing, I, I, is it Mountain Goats? It is the Mountain Goats. Yeah. Emma so knows like, you well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like on brand, isn't it? I feel like I'd be failing if I didn't choose them. But also, again, it's like, they are way too big for Welsh Club. They're not like miles too big. Because I think I saw them at uh, like 800 or 1000 capacity venue in London a year or two ago. So it's not like just completely unheard of. Um, but it definitely is too big for um, yeah and for people who don't know they're like very varying bands they've got 19 albums they're from Durham in North Carolina and like from doing these concept albums about the Bible and doing these kind of like lo-fi albums that they just recorded on boombox machines it's like just completely opposite ends of the spectrum every time they do a record and I think they're amazing 
And also, I keep like getting. Albums. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and they also released like I think three albums in the course of like a year and a half over the last year and a half because they had one album they put out called In League with Dragons concept album, and then they put out like a lockdown album which was just recorded straight to Boombox, and then they had another record called Getting Into Knives come out only about a year after that. So it was just like a really short period of really intense productivity from them, despite again not being able to tour or anything like that. That's amazing. That's amazing work. Yeah, I know. And it's kind of like it's one of those bands where it's like I'm really into them, obviously, but I still haven't given all of their records or even the majority of their records like a really good scent, like given it loads and loads of attention. So I do just kind of every now and again we'll just buy one and then I'm just going like, oh yeah, this is I haven't heard this before, I haven't really listened to this. And you know, bands that have that many records that are really good quality, you can just like just pace them out a little bit. Like how I used to do with like the Sandman graphic novels. It was just like, oh, I just buy one every six months and then that would be like, you know, I just like, save it for myself as like a little treat. Yeah. I just can't. So that's that's what I do with the Mountain Girls. Yeah. My, my, my worry with like if a band I really liked was putting out three albums in a year, I'd be like, is the quality still going to be there? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's definitely a lot of debate around whether they like what albums of theirs are worth listening to and what aren't because there are a lot of people who really like their kind of like when it was just John Darnielle and a boombox recording these really like you know writing an album within the course of seven days and recording it straight away and that kind of thing and there are people who are really religiously into that which obviously I am but I do think that all their albums that I've listened to so far have a lot of merit. There's definitely some stinkers in terms of songs, like songs I don't like, but I do think that they like push themselves. Like when Goths came out, which is three or four albums ago, that was a lot of people didn't like that because there wasn't any guitars on it. It was just like, oh, we're just going to take a complete break from that and be like, uh, and just do like a very piano focus out. And it's really, really good because it's just like that's what happens when you get a songwriter and loads of talented musicians and be like, let's put loads of different constraints on this next project rather than just like try and write something that we've done before. So yeah, you got to respect it. Awesome. A lot of people won't like it, but I, yeah, I definitely think that they're interesting. I think I know one of their songs and I think I know it from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it's called, but I feel like I should go listen to a Mountain Goats album. There's clearly plenty to choose from. Yeah, there's plenty to do some, which can be a bit like overwhelming. And I know Dom, who's in our band, is like, like the Mountain Ghost, but it's like, I never, he said that he never sits down and listens to them because he finds them intimidating. So how many albums they've got? But, you know, you just need a, you don't need to listen to one. You don't have to listen to all. Okay. Awesome. Um, and who's, who's playing your cover set? So I am going to choose Martha to do an ABBA cover set. <laughs> Which I just think would go down well. I think if people are drunk as well, that's just like, Abba had got so many bangers. Yes. And I just feel like Martha would do a really good job of that. I knew that I was going to choose Martha to do something, but it took me ages to figure out what. And I just went like, let's just not choose something that's anything remotely like Martha. Let's just do something like poppy and fun. That that would be ridiculous. I, I, I'd, I'd pay to go to your gig just for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll come in for Triple Sunday as well. They're, they're not my friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's like fairly solid lineup in my opinion. I mean, I would go to it, obviously. But... Yeah. Seems quite varied as well. 
yeah, as I said, I struggle to choose non-American bands because I just feel like that's all I'm all I'm listening to. But then, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, America is a very very big place, so it has a lot more bands to choose from. Yeah, very true. Which I guess is partly why our scene gets quite saturated because there are so many of them as well. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you get. What do you guys think of uh, Callum's festival? I'm down. I've never seen the mountain goats, and I would like to. So mm. I'm there. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, uh, Jack, the time is yours. That's, is who's playing your festival? And what's well, it called? I I I I named my pest my my festival. I named my festival the Cat's Pajamas. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to have a name that, that uh, you know, a strange name. I'm a strange guy. And uh, Colin, I'm sure you could guess in one guess where I'm going to put this festival. Oh, I, I imagine it'll be New Cross. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, I get there in 20 minutes and <laughs> it's going to be right there. And uh, my opener... Um, Considering you brought up that signature Bruce show, my opener is going to be uh, Chloe Glover. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, I, I I heard Chloe's music for the first time at that show, and I was like, "This this is awesome." Um, I think Charlotte knew her already and was and was pals with her, and uh, yeah, she was great. And uh, I'm always watching out for what she's doing. She's so nice, and uh, definitely Chloe Glover opening that show. Um. My next one was my band that has only been together a couple of years. Um, Adam Dre of Pasticables. Um, he, in, in the last few years, he, he started like a surf rock punk band called Harsh Buzz. And he sent me the, he sent me the demos when they recorded them before they put them on Spotify. And I was like, this is sick. This is so good. And they haven't, they must have only played one or two shows since they since they formed, and then, you know, the apocalypse happened, and <laughs> so 100% harsh buzz because they're well good, and 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 I I hope they, you know, when when everything gets back to normal, I hope they can get uh, some more shows out there. They've yeah. got some stuff on Spotify. Were they supposed to play the uh, Triple Sunday and Friends show? I think so. That had like a load of sort of newish bands that are friends with Triple Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. But that looked like such a good time, obviously, for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they were great. I remember messaging him, this is, this is really, really good. And, he, and he's playing drums. Dre's playing drums in that band, yeah. He played guitar in Pesticables, uh, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But he, um, his, his, his first instrument, as far as I was, was, was drums. He, he, he used to be in a, like a, um, um, a, like, a, a band called from, from Dartford, they were called Bear Trap. He he used to play the play drums for them, and they were like a kind of like they sounded a bit like Every Time I Die or something like that. And uh, yeah, he played drums. That's when I when I first knew him. That's what that's what he was doing. So as far as I know, he's predominantly a drummer. Oh, um, yeah. My next band, um, my next band's got to be Lead Shot Hazard. Excellent. Um, I, they're 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 our our, our too many members compadres <laughs> in lead shot hazard and i love playing gig- you know those gigs where you're playing when there's a bunch of your mates on the lineup um 
that's what we get from from lead shot you know and it, it's it's it, it's we'll, we'll have our, our merch stands next to each other and it's always so pally and and suddenly you feel like a mob there's 20 of you <laughs> um this is my my north american band i was going for millington oh i was going for millington uh, we got to know cody just recently from millington and um and talked about like uh the one day uh, Millington will be able to come over and play at New Cross Inn. So I've given him that chance in my, in my, in my <laughs> imagination <laughs> for Millington to come over. But not they recently released like an emo scar album or something. Yes, they yeah. did with um, uh, some of their Call Me Malcolm guys on it. Awesome. Yeah. Although it's, it, it, it's, it threw up into uh a matter of debate of, of, of what counts as emo and what doesn't, um, which is an argument we have within Just Say Nay fairly often. And uh, me and Charlotte are firmly in the camp that um, My Chemical Romance are not an emo band. And there are other members that will say they 100% are and it's progression of the genre. <laughs> but, I'm, I mean, they're not. They're not, they're not what would you describe them as? They're a pop punk band. They're a moody pop punk band. <laughs> a moody pop punk band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and uh, but I could go on for ages about this, so we, we better move on. Yeah, just that, that's, that's a whole. No, I'm going to write that down as a podcast idea. Yeah, you need to get Charlotte on for that one. Um, <laughs> but and possibly Jordan from Skiv. Yeah, I'm hoping to get him on at some point. So. So my my, my next band is my reunion band, and um, this. This, I jumped back and forth for ages about this because it was out of out of two bands, um, and in the end, I went for Farce. Um, I love Farce, and I, 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 every every few months, I pester Paul. I was like, "Can you try and get Farce?" And um, he says he's tried it, but it can't be done. Um, it cannot be done. And I was I was listening to Farce, sort of really like as a kid like first beginning to get into ska punk and things like that and, and fast were one of the first bands I, re- I really 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 got into of that genre and and um always tried to imitate the style of vocals and and things and in bands we would cover fast songs and things like that and uh so i have everyone with fast were my reunion band um i pay a stupid amount of money to see fast as i never got to yeah, uh, KEMF, she picked fast for her reunion, man. Oh, well. did she you did really? This. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it, 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 I'd, I'd love to see them um, every time it comes up. Um, I, it was between fast and five knuckle. But um, yeah, it, it, had, it had to be fast this time. Um, my mainland Europe band was Jay the Cat. Yes. I hope that counts. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're based in Holland, aren't they? They're they're in a, they they they're sort of and I, I think they they came from Boston originally, but I know they 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 live in Amsterdam. Yeah, oh, that counts. Yeah, that's what I that thought. Counts. Glad you're with me on that one. And um, they've you know they've had member changes through the years, so I can only assume that um, they're finding those extra members from from around that area. Yeah, Pope's a chilly town have a Brazilian member now, don't they? You wouldn't say they're from Brazil, so. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, Pope's. 
Um, my next band, um, another one similar to the to, to the vein of of, of, of farce, um, is King Prawn. I had to go for King Prawn. Um, King Prawn is one of those bands for me. Like as a, like same the same as farce. Like as as I was growing up, would be the uh, the bands that got me into sort of ska punk and ska and everything that that, that, that branches off. Um, in fact, I was I was so young. I remember being driven to school in the mornings and getting my mum to put on uh, King Porn albums in the car to listen to on the drive to the school. Um, so much so that when they reformed and played at New Cross Inn, I rang up my mum, was like, King Porn playing at New Cross Inn. She's like, get me a ticket. And she came and she knew all the tunes and went ballistic, <laughs> which was nice. She was she's into them as much as me. They're one of those bands I don't think I really appreciated enough until they came back and I got to see them live. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they pop up so often. I think I think they, they first came back and it was Boomtown. Yeah, about twenty thirteen ish, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell. It feels like they've been back a while now, but yeah. Right. So who's Jack's headliner? You'll never guess. Will I not? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, it's a sarcasm. In my head, I'm just, I've, I, I've got one idea, but I, I feel like I should let uh, Beth and Callum have a go as well. Okay, do you have any clues? Um, yeah, they're from Wales. Oh, I don't have a clue. <laughs> 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 they're from Wales. Okay, and they've got to be like, obscenely massive, the law, the Yes. Welsh bands. Manic Street Preachers? They're pretty big. <laughs> it's a good guess. It's, it's not Manic Street Preachers. Mm. See, I was going down the world of like stereophonics. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what other bands are from Wales? What kind of genre do they play? If I say it, will give it away. Oh. Is it a band or a solo act? It's a band. I'm assuming it's not a Scar band. No. So it's not Adequate Seven. Ooh. Should I tell you? Yes, please. Yeah. So I picked this band. Um, I've, I've seen them a bunch of times. They, they are one of my favourite bands of all time. And um, I think seeing them in, in, in New Cross Inn would be absolutely mental. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're never gonna know. No. Oh, oh, man. oh, there's a great banger. Yeah, come back. What's going on there? It's gone. It's just a few. Oh, that's pathetic. <laughs> What's going on? That's hilarious. Um, who do we think it was? We I really have out. no idea who that is. Feeder? Are they from Wales? Oh, maybe. That would be good at New Cross as well. Is Jack coming back? No sign of him. Maybe he doesn't realise he's gone. Maybe he's still just talking to the screen. I hope not. Yeah, feeder from Newport, yeah. Could be feeder. Oh, you're feeling it. That feels like cheating at a pub quiz. Ah, oh, well, I was just checking to see if they were Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to tell us anyway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Hey. Jack. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a cliffhanger. The internet just had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I 
sixth, um, Skin Dread. Oh, nice. <laughs> I picked Skin Dread. Um, their live show is phenomenal. And um, I've seen them a bunch of times. But, um, Benji Webb is, is, a, is a phenomenal performer. And I, I would I'd very much enjoy seeing that at New Cross Inn. Oh. Oh, my heart's going now. That was far too exciting. <laughs> much, much tension. That is, I didn't do that on purpose. I, I promise. <laughs> like, if I like clip a bit of this uh, like, podcast now to put as an advert, that's the moment. <laughs> yeah, glad I can help. Act <laughs> disappearing and then fear in our faces or my face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, who's cover band? Who's playing it? Well, um, like Beth, I I invented a band. I invented a band and um, I invented a Rage Against the Machine cover band. Nice. Um, nice. So I, I, I thought who, who, who from like the, 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 the scene, you know, am I going to use for this band? Um, you need a powerhouse drummer. So I picked uh, Tom Maples from King Punch uh, to play drums in, in, in my Rage Against the Machine cover band. Um, on bass, this is where it, it, it got tricky, um, but I picked Trev from Call Me Malcolm to play bass. On guitar, I picked um, Ollie from Tyrannosaurus Allen to play guitar in my Rage Against Machine cover band. Um, nice. I think Ollie's definitely got that... Um, that energy needed there. And um, for vocals, I mean, I, it's, this is something I've always wanted to do, so I was gonna sing it myself. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and I felt, I felt happy when Beth, you put yourself on your line with your festival, and I was like, oh, that's good. I feel, <laughs> I feel calmer about my, my choice now. Um, now someone else has put themselves on the lineup, but I didn't put Just Say Lay on there, but um, I'd, I'd love to be in a Rage Against Machine cover band, so. <laughs> what would there you call the cover band? Oh, who knows? Maybe Rage a, good, <laughs> a good pun based Rage Against good, the Machine. A good pun. Name. Yeah. Just to put you on the spot. I can't do it. Okay. Well, if you've got one, write, write, it, write it in the comments. That's what the people I'll, I'll are here. Comments, yeah. I'll get it. I'll, I'll be back to you in about three days for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for my evening doing now, thinking of and uh, for that band name. That's that looks like an incl- incredibly sweaty day. That that lineup, Jack. Yeah, it looks exhausting. It it certainly <laughs> does, doesn't it? Yeah. I like how you started like really like soft and acoustic and then just gone. By the time you get to the end, you're on skin boots. Yeah. <laughs> I often put acoustic openers and I, I even was like, I, I don't know why I'm doing that. Because uh, you don't need to. And I no. still did it, but you know, you can put Chloe anywhere on that lineup you wanted. Yeah, she would smash it anywhere. Yeah. The trouble with like putting on like an all day when you've got so many great bands, someone does have to open. Yeah, they do. I, I don't know if that, that thing, the soft, the, the soft acoustic thing is people are coming, oh, this is nice. And people are like greeting each other and, and coming in. I don't know. It's a strange, it's a, I guess it's it a, eases people into the day, I suppose. 
Yeah. And it gives the sound person an easy start to the day. Yeah. Before you've got like a, an afternoon of scar. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I, I bet every sound person you've ever played for hates Jason. <laughs> Your fifteen members or whatever you've got. We try, <laughs> we try and be kind, like um, you know, um mostly it's all right. You people, you know, you do you do see the occasional um look of fear or yeah it, it, it depends if you've got if you've got a more seasoned sound engineer it's more of a kind of like oh, for God's sake. <laughs> like you, you know um fest, festival sound engineers know where they're at um they get a little crossover sometimes as we don't always listen um and we'll just <laughs> chat amongst ourselves um it's like herding cats um, <laughs> Just saying, hey, for, for anyone trying to get involved. But yeah, we've definitely seen some people uh, get worried, and so we we try and be as bring as much stuff as we as we can to make it easy. Um, stage sheets, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, all three of those festivals are looking like a fantastic time. Like, if you can't do Callum and Jacks on the same day because you're both sharing Zandro, but. <laughs> He wouldn't mind. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for playing this game. Um, we're going to put. Well, some... I mean, if it's uh, you know on different times. Yeah. Yeah. Wales, New Cross. It's quite close. <laughs> He's a resourceful guy. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, Beth. Flinch advert. I nearly forgot. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I wrote it on my other page. <laughs> um. Yeah. But buy my record, please. I wrote a record and then I recorded it and then I paid somebody to put it onto vinyl, which was a stupid idea. And now I've got 300 vinyls arriving in the post and they're probably going to be in my attic forever. So buy, buy a record. If, if it makes it over from... It's getting pressed in Europe somewhere. So who knows if it, it, it'll make it over the border thanks to Brexit. But Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You just have to look on the internet for when it arrives because I've no I'm not gonna jinx it by putting a date on it. Just gonna one day it'll be here and hopefully three hundred people will buy it because I don't want to have to pay a storage space to keep them in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what 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 does flinch sound like for anyone who doesn't know? Um that's a good question. Thanks. People have said um Phoebe Bridgers, people have said Camera Obscura, people have said, um, what have people said? Yeah, well, I'm not really sure what it sounds like. I said Muncie Girls when I uh, spoke about it for Hidden Gems. My favourite um, one that somebody said. Basically, it's um, lots of sad songs about being in lockdown and not being able to make music with your pals. Um, and it's got like ridiculous Casio keyboard sounding drum machine and lots of big open chords and reverb and me singing. So, so you, Did you play everything on that? Yeah, um, Hugh, who's the drummer in 10EM, produced it and he does a little bit. There's like a guitar solo and a couple of like little extra bits from him. But other than that, it's all me and the awesome. drum so. I, I am looking forward to my copy arriving. Hopefully it will arrive 
I mean, it's supposed to be the 8th of March was the date that they're supposed to arrive. So to arrive to me, so then I can get them to other people. But who knows? Fingers like, crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes. Right, what else we got? We must, anything doodles are up to that we can talk about? Um, no, not really. Uh, we're playing a live stream on Wednesday. As you, point, as you pointed out, this might not be up by then. So you can retrospectively go and watch that on the Exchange YouTube channel. Awesome. We'll, we'll do that. I miss, miss watching Toodles. Yeah. Like, you were one of my favourite acts because that Do It Together Fest, you know, my first time seeing you full band. And that was one of my highlights of the day. Of a day of oh, very, thanks. very yeah, that was a really fun highlights. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good day. Um, yeah, but otherwise we're just kind of like working on songs very slowly. Uh, luckily, we've got our own dedicated practice base that we get to use that no one else uses. So it's kind of like it means that we're a little bit less cagey about getting together and doing some songwriting, but it's still difficult. Um, but yeah, we've got like two in the bank, so there's going to be a release this this year at some point. Um, but I can't say when. Cool. And uh, Dom from your band is doing the Sweet Chili Mayo stuff as well, which has all been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And I think it's like keeping him busy as well, which is nice. Um, but yeah, Dom's actually basically like, he's doing a master's in music production at the moment. So he's producing most of our songs that we're recording and writing and recording at the moment. So that's also another way that it's just like, oh, this is actually like not, at least for us, is not the worst situation in the world. We can still kind of like get together and do stuff. Awesome. He did the um, he's re- what's oh, I forgot what it's called the uh, the second release you put out last year with like the re- I guess the remixes. Dom did a lot of that, didn't he? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did those. Yeah, yeah, he did all of those. Yeah, and he pretty much played every instrument on them as well. I think me and I did some guitar and vocals, and then Max did some piano, and then Dom did three extra guitars and instrumentation. Uh, sorry, um, like percussion and like loads and loads of other stuff. Um, and it was just totally ridiculous. And I was like, and I think it kind of drove him kind of nuts because he was just like, oh yeah, this is great. I can put, my, put everything into this and do, just make it completely like, I don't know, I just didn't think that he was going to go as far in with it as he did. But yeah, it sounded pretty good. So. Yeah, I, I really lost enjoyed his, it. Lost his mind while he was doing it. <laughs> and you need to keep busy during the, these, uh, these fun times we're living in now. Though. Hence yeah, why this exactly. podcast he, exists. <laughs> yeah. There was a point where he was like messaging me about these different like cardboard boxes that he was using because he was basically like, oh, let's do it without using any traditional instruments that we would usually use. So he used those weird percussion things. And he was like, what do you think about the tone of this particular cardboard box? I like, I don't <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, that's like in the credits, like who played the cardboard box? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, so, well, so like the podcast of your podcast, we've been very productive. Another podcast got recorded earlier today, which is actually coming out after this one, because who does things in sequence? Um, but it's a special one. Uh, I'm not actually on. It's uh, Robin and Lara the lead on this one. It's a special podcast for International Women's Day, which is going to be released on International Women's Day, on, which is on Monday, March the eighth. And they had guests uh, KEMF and Chera Williams, who does Shout Louder. On that, they've been talking about like their personal experiences being women in punk and like, like positive and negative experiences. Uh, the female artists and band members who they first encountered, which is why we were talking about Avril Lavigne uh, recently, and uh, like how like influential like women. Uh, uh, I don't know how these people were influential in their 
representing women in punk rock and also they spoke about the ways the scene has changed and what's improved and what else needs to be done to make it better for women and uh, all minority people. So look out for that on March the 8th. And uh, I've been hard at work on CPRW Records as well because I have so much free time at the moment because I can't go to New Cross. Um, yeah, so we're working on our next two releases. Uh, one's due out in April and the other one in June. So keep an eye on all our socials for them. Uh, you can check out all of Best Bands on Facebook and Bandcamp. And, uh, oh, hi, Facebook, Instagram. Grave Matthews isn't on Facebook, it's only on Instagram. And Spotify. So that's doing doing Grave Matthews, 10 a.m. and Flinch. And Slow Light. And Slow Light. I think that's it. (laughs) I think I've seen Slow Light before. Did you the Slow Light Bay book your own fest at some point? Yeah. Three years ago or something? Ages ago. Three three years ago. Yeah. If you don't know, like I've mentioned it a couple of times, Book Your Own Fest is like a uh, DIY festival in Dundee put together by uh, the Make That A Take collective and like they're some of the very best people in the whole world of punk rock and check out their like uh band camp and stuff and throw them some money because they're currently closed so <laughs> they could do with your support and uh check out just say nay on all the uh stuff as well yeah all the stuff all the stuff and yeah, um really. look out for some new merch as well i guess yeah yeah stuff's being drawn stuff's being drawn who's doing the art can you say um, it was someone that Mikey and, and Thornton kind of found together, a guy from from LA somewhere. They, they found him on Instagram and um, like, this guy. So we just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> cool, that guy. That looks awesome. So, that's a, that's that sounds like a fine, what, fine ship you're running there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. I'll, I'll, I'll tag his name up when I, when, when I, when I, when I find it. Um, Awesome. And also, I don't think I've said this to you yet, congratulations to you and Charlotte on your upcoming new member of JSN, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, you, thank you very much. It's my, my, it's my plan is unfolding of basically just saying I never, ever stops. And when I'm too old and decrepit, I'm just going to replace each member with our children. So um, <laughs> hopefully my, um, my, my daughter, I'm having a, a girl, um, my daughter will will want to will, will want to take up that mantle. So we're hoping for a fierce uh, to raise a fierce punk rock lady. So, um, but no, no, like she'll just be into like drum and bass, and <laughs> she'll just, just um, punk rock. <laughs> just, just incorporate that into the sound somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. She can take it her own way, and I won't micromanage it at all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, Callum, you have uh, two doses on all the stuff as well. Yeah, we're on all the stuff. Uh, it's at Toodles Band at, on, on everything, basically. And you'd also recommend books, I'm assuming not just to Emma, but to, um, you have a, a newsletter or something. Yeah, I do have a newsletter. It's called Out of the Silent Attic, and it's on Tiny, uh, Tiny Letter. So recommending books on that. Um, and also uh, working at um, a bookshop in Bristol called Storysmith. So if you want book recommendations, you can also email us there. Awesome. Right. Um, I think we're finished. Unless everyone has, anyone's got anything else they want to add? Oh, someone does. <laughs> this is my, my stepchildren. I thought they'd make an appearance at some point. Sounds like they're having an argument. But yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's what I want to add. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my. Uh, should we? Okay, well, well, thank you all for coming and hanging out. Uh, uh, thank you, Beth, for letting us uh, use proper Zoom today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, I, I'm rubbish at ending these. I never know what to say. Uh, just stay safe. It seems like a cliche, thing, cliche, cliche thing to say now, but <laughs> do that. Um, wear masks and look after each other and support DIY music. Look for DIY labels to support DIY, ven DIY venues to support um read Collins Punk Rock World, that'd be nice. Um and look at the uh, CPRW records bankout page that has lots of on the now all raising money for loads of really worthy charities who could do with your support. Um yeah thanks again to you guys for hanging out and thanks for having us. Thanks. Excellent. Okay I'm gonna stop recording now before I continue rambling. Um yeah cheers. Bye. Okay.